Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Get ready for a very, very interesting decade ahead. A week ago, we summarized Berkshire's conference and Charlie Munger said that some very, very smart people think we are in an extremely dangerous environment, Larry Summers. And Warren Buffett said that they feel like kids going to watch a new movie. So with so many things that they have never seen before. But he said it with calm and that's also the hint to the investing strategy that we'll discuss at the end of this video and try to figure out Warren Buffett's investing hint and let me know in the comments what do you think it is as for the content i want to go over the situation i've listened to a lot of interviews as promised from larry summers to rubini to others so kruger and to just give an overview of the economic situations and the possible scenarios that might come we'll just compare quickly with the common comparison theme of the 1960s and 1970s, how it might impact investments, and then we'll conclude, as always, with an investment strategy. If you get value from this, please hit that like button and consider subscribing if you haven't. Let's immediately start by discussing the environment that we can say it is a stimulus environment. We have 5 trillion pandemic era stimulus so relief tab 5 trillion and americans largely back the new approach with 66 percent supporting the new measures of course who would argue against free money if you get the check in your pocket that's very easy to convince the population about any project in rome they used to call it panem et kirkenses so bread and games where they made the population happy however there are also others the minority in this case that say how this is dangerous and might lead to more pain down the road because if we look at the fiscal stimulus packages in g20 countries we have the united states as 26 percent uk 17 japan 54 percent germany 35 percent and all these developed countries really splashing money at covid relief packages however if we look at the decline in gross domestic product it has been at the worst moment 11 so they have gone at 26% of GDP to fill a gap that was 11% of GDP at the worst moment. And this input has already bounced back GDP in the United States above the previous level. So worst crisis in history, everything was blocked and GDP is already higher of course this has to have some consequences and one of those con consequences is debt there is never anything free in economics and if you look at the federal total public debt it went up almost five times over the last 20 years and really exploded lately especially after 2010 so everybody is borrowing like there is no tomorrow similarly this is a different scale here but also corporate debt low interest rates 
there is really a debt bonanza. And this might lead to many various scenarios when it comes to economy, to investing, that one has to have in mind and be ready for anything. All those interviews, everyone is discussing the risks and all those smart people, they will not tell you what will happen. Keep that in mind. If somebody is telling you this will happen, that's a dangerous person. But all these smart people are giving scenarios to what can happen if. And this can happen, this can happen, that can happen. Because nobody knows the future. If you are smart enough, then you know that it is impossible to know the future. Therefore, we have to think in scenarios. And the key thing is that you see how you would survive all the possible scenarios out there. There is no other. Impossible to predict. Perhaps it's possible to predict, but then it's impossible to time. And let's immediately start with the first scenario that everything like it is now continues for another 5-10 years. So we have low interest rates, fiscal stimulus, big government deficits, stocks going up, asset bubbles bubbling more. And you look at the environment, you say it is a bubble. Okay, it can be a bubble, but it can also double over the next three years. And if it doubles and then crashes 40%, by thinking that it is a bubble now, you lose money. And therefore, it's impossible to predict time and also assess the magnitude of anything. The conclusion, always be ready for anything. But the first scenario, everything going on great and keeping going on great can still go on for, you never know, the market can remain irrational for longer. And this might lead to bigger and bigger bubbles, bigger and bigger euphoria. And the argument is that the money printing is countered by secular declines. We have aging, etc, etc. So we can print more money, technology lowering the cost of everything. We can print more money, help the economy, because there are these other things that balance that out and therefore it doesn't lead to inflation. My only question is for how long can that go on? Because if I put more water into the bucket, at some point it will spill over. At some point. Impossible to know when. And of course, some point it should spill over into inflation. Because if there is too much money, too much money chasing things that are limited, prices inevitably go up. And speaking of prices going up, if you haven't checked my stock market research platform, I'll put the review link to the video in the description below. The price is going up and you can lock the yearly subscription forever if you check it now. So if inflation comes, the platform will be cheaper, cheaper and cheaper for you over the years. Check it out. But if we look inflation and inflation has surprised, this was the big news over the last week really much higher than any previous period and then oh, the market let's say was tumbling a little bit but everything subdued now we are back to scenario one all great but we have to keep in mind that this can happen can get even worse or better for inflation and the question is can the fed control it? because if you look at u.s retail sales stable 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 covid crash and now big big boom and this is what is driving everything this is what is driving the earnings the great earnings that we discussed when we discussed Warren Buffett's scenario and the Q1 earnings so this is really 
non-linear and also dan dangerous from one perspective. And now there is a lot of infrastructure talking, these are steel prices and the averages were 2,000, 4,000 and now that you're going to invest in infrastructure you are at 6,000, 5,600. So it's much much more expensive than it was. So it's a clear indication of inflation and it's a clear indication that the funds might not be distributed in the best way because it was much better to buy what you needed down there than now high up. So there are always the balances and at some point somebody is going to ask about the price of it all. And when that happens, if it happens, when it happens, nobody knows, but when that happens, that's also a scenario one has to keep in mind. And these increasing prices, the Fed says that those are just temporary and that the Fed has the tools to, let's say, if inflation goes higher, that the Fed has the tools to keep it below too much, below too high inflation. Do we believe the Fed? Can the Fed do what they say? Nobody knows because we are in uncharted territories and we will see whether the Fed is right or wrong. Then as investors we have to think, okay, what if the Fed is wrong? How do we approach the situation if they are wrong? If they are right, great. I just keep on doing what I'm doing. If they're wrong, what do I do? So that's the message to think about. Nobody knows, not even the Fed knows what will happen. And my idea is the Fed's job is to fake it until you make it. They will try to fake it, fake it, fake it. But if the underlying trends are too strong, they will lose control. And then there is the option, are we going to increase interest rates? Hmm, last time it wasn't so good. So if we look at interest rates, zero, 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 four, what is this, seven years, then they started increasing them in 2018 and they had to lower them back to lower and now to zero with COVID, but they lowered those before COVID because already 2% was too high. What happened? If we compare this to the S&P 500, when they started increasing rates, above, what is this, 1%. Look at the S&P 500, was at 2,800 points. As interest rates went higher, there was still some momentum, but then the market suddenly said, okay, this is dangerous. With interest rates higher, the market started crashing. And then the Fed said, okay, the market is crashing. We can't increase interest rates. Actually, everything is crashing. We have to lower them. And then the market went up. COVID crash, interest rates at zero, market again up. So the tool of managing interest rates and increasing interest rates is not an available tool for the Fed. What other tools will they have in their arsenal to lower inflation? That's the big question that all these people that have a long-term perspective are asking themselves and the Fed. Also, if we just go back to the debt, five times higher with lower interest rates, the burden on the budget is not that big. But if interest rates go up, the burden on the budget might double. The interest rate, interest cost burden might double in the next five, 10 years. Therefore, again, interest rates higher are an unlikely option. What's the other option? The other option is letting inflation run, covering the deficits and monetizing the debts with more money printing 
which leads to even more inflation and then the spiral of inflation might open. Another possible scenario is stagflation, where if inflation gets out of control and it hits the economy and everything and the Fed is limited with their financial engineering, we might see a bad economic period alongside inflation. And the reasons can be various. We can have another COVID, a new variant, something in the fall or something like that, that is different than what we assume now. So again, you never know what might hit us. And there, that's the key also with economics. It's always, we can model whatever we want, but at the end, it is about the unpredictable, the black swan as Nassim Taleb calls it. So, or the gray swan, it is, if it is seen there, but nobody cares about it. So it's always about something that is there, but Nobody wants to think about it. And there can be political reasons, there can be this, there can be old age reasons. So these are the trend. We are definitely getting older and getting older fast, especially in Europe and North America, also Australia, New Zealand. China is slower and then from the 2030s really, really aging while the other parts of the world are still not in such an old age pickle. But with our age, it is difficult to compete and to remain in the current economic positions, plus covering all the debt that we have printed over the last, that we have issued over the last decade. So that might also be a structural reason for long-term stagflation, because at some point this debt ratios, some people might say, okay, this is too crazy, you are getting older, I'm not going to see much of my money for debt interest rates, higher interest rates, economy down, stock markets down, and then you have a real pickle. Now, when it comes to market crash scenarios, we already mentioned that the possibility of interest rates going higher, if it happens, it might lead to stagflation and the market crashing, which would be a bad scenario, but a possible scenario if the Fed loses control. But then we have a lot of bubbles. Crashing of one bubble might lead to, because all the connections and everything, derivatives, margins and everything might lead to crashing or other things. So it might get a spiral as it was a spiral up over the last years. It might be a spiral down. We have economic reasons, but also something that can be it's just a simple valuation perspective. If we check price earnings ratios, those are at the crazy levels. So of course, when the COVID crisis stabilizes and the latest earnings are introduced here, will be somewhere around 25. But 25 is still above every other possible historical period. So if it just reverts to the mean of 15, then you have a market crash of 40-50% just from a valuation perspective. So all these things lead to long-term instabilities, uncertainties and unknowns which are very very difficult to model. Therefore nobody cares about them but I just want you to be ready. Everybody is comparing this with the 1960s and 70s so let's just make a quick analysis of what happened so that you know what can happen so that you are prepared. So 1960s, the interest rates of the Fed were relatively low, so 2%, 3%, then going up as the economy was booming in the 1960s, higher, 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 and then too high to 8%, that led to the first recession, then again low, 
even higher inflation started being an issue there recession 74 terrible recession lower higher interest rates and then Faulkner intervened and solved the situation that led to the current economic boom and 40-year stock market bull stock market but if we look at the returns from 1960s these are real returns so adjusted for inflation the Dow fell from 8,000 points in 1966 to 2,300 points that's a 75% real decline so the 1960s were 50s really really great so long period of great returns 49 till 64 15 years and we are now 40 years of doing great but then when inflation started kicking in then the situation was very very bad of course that's 15 years of down then we really saw great times over the last years but if you check this this can really get ugly if we adjust for inflation then the nominal returns were zero over the years with this drop of 50 percent somewhere in 1974 but this is without inflation so these are nominal returns so again doesn't look really really good but again stocks at least give you some kind of protection and possible upside so will we have such a scenario nobody knows but better be ready and that was also the message when it comes to warren buffett and his summary of the conference he said he's like a kid which means he has no worries why because whatever happens he knows that berkshire will do well if he sees a 1970s type of crash then he will just use those or Berkshire this is a period of accumulation and this is where he made his wealth because he accumulated 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 and then also here goodbyes and then his wealth exploded but he used this in, to reinvest dividends accumulate real assets and that's something we have to be ready for but the key is that you are in a position that whatever happens you are okay then and only then you can make rational investment decisions because the key is that if we have things continuing like those are now for another five years and keep in mind we are in this environment for already more than 10 years 2011 there was the same stories by market pundits that the market will crash because of this or that and that those who sold lost incredibly so you never know when it will happen it will happen one day but therefore the focus must be on investments and not on stock prices going up or down so i think that the market can double in the next years without any problems but we also can have inflation issues and then real assets tech stocks as we have seen crashing that have no profits might be in a pickle but real assets might really again double if the market crashes we buy more we reinvest the dividends if we have stagflation it's always not the market but it's always about businesses some will do good some will do bad then we can also look at global rebalancing and when it comes to investing also Buffett has been investing since 1942 when he was what 11 he bought his first stock 
And when you think he has seen it all, high inflation, low inflation, growth, boom, busts, world wars, and he just kept doing his thing over time, and that's the only answer you can have when it comes to investing. Whatever else you are doing, you are betting. And when you are betting, make sure, and if you are betting, don't risk what you have and need for something that you don't need. As always, good businesses at a fair price, businesses that will do good no matter what. Another option is to consider that if you can structure it in a way that nobody can margin call you or something like that, and you see the inflation and you can have a fixed interest rate for 20, 30 years, just a little bit of inflation can make it the cheapest valuable investment out there. So that's also something to consider and then we also have global diversification. If we look at our publicly analyzed stocks template and comparative table that you can download in the link in the description below, the premium version is on my stock market research platform. If we look at the valuations, the ratios valuations, all companies in the West are a little bit overvalued for a 10% return. But in the East, those are a little bit better valued and much much cheaper. Pharma stocks are relatively cheaper even if I see them going up here. Uh, th these are the pharma stocks. Some REITs, of course, Russia, cheaper. So we have Tencent, we have Alibaba. So a lot a lot of cheaper things and you might want to see whether you want to go east much more here on my platform and different businesses. And you can start thinking about diversification and it doesn't have to happen immediately. People think, okay, now I have to diversify and let's sell 50%. No, you can just start reinvesting your dividends over time and over the years you'll diversify your portfolio and your assets. It's a process. It's not something that you do over a coffee or over one YouTube video. And similarly, same thing Charlie Munger is doing. So he bought what's this, 19% of portfolio put into Alibaba Group Holdings. So he must also be looking at the long-term trends, the strength in Asia and diversifying away from, let's say, the West, the aging trends there. So the final answer is we do real investing. No matter what the market does, we want to do good. And we recently did this video about 10x stocks and you want to find great businesses that will do great. If the market works alongside our indication, we will find those 10 beggars five times 10x. If it works against us, but the businesses still do good, we'll do 2x, 3x over 10 years. But those are still great returns. So you never know what the market will do. All you can do is focus on the businesses bottom-up research like I do, lists, stock by stock, learning about the businesses and how a business can do in whatever environment. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.